Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdsatodds. You can also check us out on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Nerds at Odds. And if you want to leave a rating and a review on the podcast service that you're using to listen to this show, that would really help us out and grow our audience. And also remember, everybody, that this is going to be a two-part Christmas bonanza. It's a complete blowout for the holiday season. So be sure to check out both parts for a complete spectacular yes Courtney what have you been doing recently so I tried the Yule Festival on the Assassin's Creed Valhalla update yeah it just came out at the time of recording this a couple of days ago it hasn't been out too long and I believe it's out until the middle of January the first week of January it's out for a couple weeks after Christmas I think it was like 19 days or something so. Yeah, so you have time to check it out. What do you think about it so far? It is buggy. <laughs> the The biggest things that I've seen is that the quest markers will tell you that the quest is all the way across the map or sometimes on a different continent. Yeah, so the the two the two big ones are looking for the cows. Yeah. And just like it'll be like, hey, go back with this guy to the to the town to his mom, and it's like, yeah, it's a thousand miles that way, and I'm like, I know it's not that far that way, but sure. And then like looking for the missing brew, so like someone's beer gets stolen or ale gets stolen, mm. I guess. And no joke, you get the ale. And then it tells you the wrong way to go until you get close enough to the quest and it's like, oh, you go right here. And then you're carrying this thing of ale and wolves show up. And if you get attacked by the wolves while you're holding the ale, it disappears and you have to go back to the place where the ale was. Grab it. Take it back. The wolves respawn. So you had to put down the the barrel of ale, kill all the wolves, and then pick it back up. Otherwise, it will despawn. For those of you who don't know what it's about, there's the Yule Festival. It's kind of like this winter holiday festival for the Vikings. And somebody in town's like, oh, I made all these Yule tokens that you can get for completing events. And if you collect enough of them, you can get, there's an armor set that's pretty good. Yeah, it's, they can get. it's one of the better ones in the game, I think. Yeah. There's a uh, weapon and a shield. Yep. There's like eight or so cosmetic things for your camp. And there's six or so tattoos. So there's a, a lot of things to collect. The amount of tokens you can get is kind of low. Like you get a, a certain amount for starting the Yule Festival. Mm-hmm. And then you get a decent amount for the quests. Yeah. The the two quests that actually like matter. Yeah. The two that are non-repeatable. Yeah. And then the arrow thing only gives you, like, I got 30 the first time I did yeah, it. If you get above 1,000, it seemed like you got 30. Yeah. And then, like, the drinking contest, I got 10. Yeah. And I only messed up once. I think you might get 10 no matter what, as yeah. long as you win the drinking contest. So, and, and then the brawl, I don't know how many I got. 
for completing all ten rounds. Yeah, it's a long, it's a long event though. It's so. a long event, and the t- the first, like I completed all the stuff once, um, all the quests, the brawl, everything. I only had like four hundred and something tokens. Yeah, I was able to buy all the armor pieces. I couldn't buy any of the weapons that because they're like a hundred, the one hundred and fifty yeah. each. And then I bought the cosmo- cosmetic stuff for the settlement, and then maybe one tattoo. Yeah, so it looks like to get the rest of the stuff, you'd probably have to play the repeatable quests a couple dozen times, assuming you get ten each. I might. I'm gonna try and do the brawl Again. and see how much that gets me, because I'm fairly good with the fighting mechanic. Uh, I had to use my rations twice because they got this like big burly dude that just just chucks you he yeah. just chucks you against I everything i don't know if the rounds have like the same guys each time no it doesn't but it seems like the big burly guy uh i think you got him around seven out of ten yeah he seemed like the only actual hard one he was pretty difficult i was expecting like someone big for round 10 you know but yeah. it it wasn't that bad what it seems to me is that the game has, like, a pool of people, mm-hmm. and it's, like, randomly selects ten. So, these ten could be in any order. There might be new ones next time. That's what it seems like. Maybe. But, you know, it was, it's fine, but if I'm having to, like, nickel and dime, because I've got to get 150 and 150, I need to get at least, like, 400, 500 more Yule tokens to get yeah. all the stuff. So it's just gonna be grinding to get that, and I'm kind. It kind of makes me not want to play. <laughs> well, you don't have to do that. You can just keep playing the game. No, I have to. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Well, it's it's a free update for those of you who don't know. So you can dabble with it. You cannot. I guess it really doesn't matter in the end. I've also been reading Midnight Sun. Yes, the. First Twilight book from Edward's perspective. Yes, so it's Twilight, but from Edward's point of view. I don't think I mentioned this in the last I recording. don't think you had started reading it yet. I, I'm pretty sure I was like, I finished Song in the Silence. Yeah. And then, so far, it's pretty good. I don't know if Stephanie Meyer's going to do all the books. I, it doesn't seem like she's going to. I think she wants to do other stuff, mm-hmm. which is fine. I love her other uh, I love The Host. If you've never read The Host, it's really good. It must take a lot of effort, because I, if I were to put both books side by side and like compare, it's got to be pretty accurate to do something like this. Otherwise, fans, I think, would be upset. Do you think this is a book that you could read? I have a couple questions that uh-huh. are kind of the same thing. First, if you were going to read the Twilight series, yeah. could you substitute Midnight Sun for Twilight and start with it and then go forward? No. Okay. You would be entirely lost. If you're trying to read the Twilight series for the first time. Yes. Would you ask, Would you recommend people read Twilight, Midnight Sun, and then the rest? No. So you think Midnight Sun you have to read after you've read all the other books? Yes. Yes? Yes. And now, maybe the hardest question. Uh-huh. Is Midnight Sun better than the first Twilight book? It's hard to compare because I haven't read Twilight mm. in years. And also maybe some of the enjoyment from Midnight Sun is because you're such a big fan of the series. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the movies were a little bit of a disappointment for me. Yeah. I didn't like some of the actor choices. That's just my personal opinion. 
Um, and the first one is kind of low budget seeming. The first one, they it it's like it's filmed in like sepia. <laughs> I think it's it's just blue and gray yeah. and depressing. The second one, like Edward's not there for like most of it. Mm. And then, like, I don't even remember the third one that well. And then the fourth one and fifth one, you're the fourth one. You're like, can we just get to some stuff happening, please? And then the fifth one, you're like, what are they doing? <laughs> but you know, um, I think we need to buy uh the all the books. Maybe like a set. Well, we've been talking about doing episodes where we read books and compare them to the movie versions yes so we had an idea with doing harry potter we've read both of us have read the first and second book pretty recently yes you're on the fifth one i'm only on the third one yes but we had an idea like watch those movies and compare them to the first and second book and maybe do a couple episodes about that yeah probably not back to back but over like a span of a year or so right and we're also thinking about doing that with narnia yeah and whatever other book series honestly they've possibly twilight it's the only way i can get them to watch it yeah speaking of narnia i'll hop in here i've been reading the chronicles of narnia i started with lion witch in the wardrobe because they don't have a movie about the first book so i figured i'd watch the one they have a movie about the prequel book yeah and then i went back and am now reading the magician's nephew which is a prequel book, but C.S. Lewis apparently wanted people to read it first. That's why it's presented as the first book. Though I think, as someone who's read most of these books before and I'm reading them again now, I still think Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe is the book you have to read first. Because Magician's Nephew does not grab you like Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe does. Yeah, I feel like you get introduced to Narnia and you care about the world in Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. And then Magician's Nephew's like, oh, how did this all come about? I don't know if it's as uh, engrossing if it's the first one you read. I suppose. It's interesting, though. Yeah, no, I, I really like it. I think C.S. Lewis is a great author. It's very religious. Yeah, it is very... Uh, you can clearly see what he's going for here. Though the scene with Aslan's sacrifice in the book mm -hmm. it was so dark i was like this it impressed me i was like oh this is this is pretty dark i didn't expect you to go this this far so well we were talking about like why they only did like three movies in the narnia yeah. series and it's, it's because of the pevensies it's because once you lose all of them it's kind of like difficult to want people to keep paying attention. Yeah, I think it's hard. We talked about this all podcast, but I think it's hard to make a, a movie about these books, like if you did seven movies. Mm -hmm. And I suggest a TV show, which maybe be a little better. It would still be difficult. I feel like perhaps you have to kind of focus on Aslan as the main character the... he doesn't show up that often he's yeah. not like in the he's not in the like the first book like at all he's in all the books at some point yeah but he's... So he comes and goes quite often yeah like prince caspian i don't remember him in it very yeah. much i feel like i mean c.s lewis wrote the chronicles of narnia with narnia being the main character 
Yeah. Basically. That, Narnia is the, the world that you're learning about. Yeah. And that's hard to translate to a TV or movie. I, so. I, I remember when the movie started coming out first, and I was like, are they going to do a, The Horse and His Boy next? That one's kind of a they sleeper. They did not. And they didn't. From what I've read, the planned fourth one was The Silver Chair. Yeah, they were basically just going to skip The Horse and His Boy, which is fine. And The Magician's Nephew. And The Magician's Nephew, which is also fine. Yeah. I feel like if they were going to do a TV series, they should do the TV series about what the children do as kings and queens of Narnia. That could be interesting. It's like my idea about the having the TV series about the Marauders. Yeah. Years. I feel like that is more likely to happen because J.K. Rowling can write that still. Yeah. And you would have to get permission from C.S. Lewis's family to create something new in his world, which seems unlikely. Yeah. So... Other than that, I've been playing some more Cyberpunk, though I've fallen off of it kind of recently. I think maybe some of the things that's going on with the refunds and it getting delisted and how that all has handled it has kind of soured it in my mouth a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. I'm having fun with it, but maybe I'm, I also want to wait for patches and updates and stuff. So I've, I've returned to Jedi Fallen Order to get the Platinum. The map is ridiculously poorly designed. In my opinion. I, I forgot to mention something about um, Assassin's Creed. What? With a romance option. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> they fixed the, the bug I was having before. With, with the quest. With a quest and a place. Which, if you'll play the game, you'll understand why I don't want to say anything. Yeah. But, so, my character was dating Petra, mm -hmm. who is, like, the hunting person. Yeah. It's very cute very sweet mm -hmm. she's great but there's this baking guy that i i like and he kind of reminds me of henry cavill you said the same thing he, he looks like henry cavill he looks like henry cavill if henry cavill had like the long hair if up he, in a bun yeah if henry cavill's witcher hair was henry cavill's normal hair like color and all that it would look like this guy yeah yeah and so there's this quest where you fish with him and then you can like date him. Yeah. And be in a committed relationship with this guy. So the fishing quest is bugged and you never stop fishing. Yeah. So I had to reload before the fishing started and I can't date him. Yeah. We so I'm still dating Petra and I feel bad. <laughs> and I'm like, should I just break up with Petra? But no, it's Yule Festival. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. It's just adding some realism to your to your experience. It's interesting, but you know, I feel I like I like this new guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name because you, you haven't been able to spend much time with him because been... you guys just fish and fish and fish it's, and fish. And, but like he's got this like tragic backstory yeah. and everything. I, I sound just like my sister. Mm. Oh, the main bad guy. <laughs> oh, the main guy has a tragic backstory. I love him so. The bugs, man. Yeah. Why? Why are all these new games having so many bugs? It, it it is it is odd. I realize that they're having to deal with like putting it on a new system and that sort of thing, but like, take time, <laughs> you know. And they did add the uh, the dual the dual sense. senses haptic feedback for the bow. Yeah. So that's cool. You enjoying that? It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I've been playing is Star Wars Squadrons. I downloaded the trial for it, which is a 10-hour trial, but uh, it only lets you play the first story mission, and it was like, buy the game for the rest of the story or play multiplayer. 
So I, I played some multiplayer. It's fine. You fly ships in Star Wars. And now, uh, lastly, let's get into some spoiler-free discussions of the last episode of Mandalorian Season 2. Spoiler-free, because next week's episode is Season 2 spoiler talk review, all of that. Yeah, it will be spoilery. Yeah, well, well, we might start with 10 or so minutes of spoiler-free review as a season of the whole, maybe. Yeah. And then hop into spoilers, but next week we're going to go all out for that. But real quick, Episode 8, spoiler-free, what did you think? Yes. Yes? Yes. This might be one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. It is pretty good. This, this, this is the best episode of Mandalorian by far. Uh, not by far, I mean, last episode was really great too, but this episode was fantastic. My favorite thing was you standing up. Yeah, I was standing up and like jumping up and down and, and getting into it, screaming. It I was, I was uh, like I was up next to the TV because I was playing with Kita because I'm not as invested and there was like some monologuing happened. I, I started just like paying attention and standing, and then yeah. you joined me. Yeah, it, it it was it was something to behold. I'll tell you what. I saw a tweet from the uh, vice president of PR for Bethesda talking about how if you took this episode and the two before it mm-hmm. and made those into like a two hour long Star Wars movie by just putting them together, yeah, he's like it would be the best Star Wars movie I've seen since the eighties. <laughs> so it's it's great. The end of this episode is amazing. And if you stay till the end of the credits, you'll get a treat. So be sure to watch the entirety of this episode if you haven't already. Yeah, watch to the end. And I have some thoughts on that that we'll discuss next episode. Yes. Well, that should be everything. So back to that Christmas movie list. Hey, everybody. Welcome to part two of our Christmas special. Christmas! And now we're going to get on into 20 through 1 was to best our Christmas films. So we went through 20 through 21 last episode. We talked about our favorite Christmas songs, Christmas memories, traditions, and we did the whole rigmarole, and now into part two. But real quick, we paused for a couple minutes because Courtney got her me undies. What are these, slippers? Hard sole slippers. Yeah, hard sole slippers in the Christmas theme. They have, is that a llama or an yeah, alpaca? I think, I think the pattern is called Llama Rama. Yeah, and it's got a scarf on it. How do you how do you uh, like them? They're nice and snug. They they sold out of my size the first go around, so I was finally able to get them, and they're nice and snug with my my small size feet, <laughs> and they've got the I think it's Sherpa. Yeah, I got a matching pair as well, and they're very nice. Yes. So uh, yours are a little bit bigger. You got the large size, right? Yeah, I feel like if I wanted a snug pair, I should have got medium, but mine are very snug. <laughs> Walking around in them, it feels like they've got some like cushioning. Yeah, they're very they're very nice. So let's hop on into these films. Not sponsored. Not sponsored by Meundies, but hey, Meundies, if you want to throw if us, if you want to sponsor us, yeah, we we'll love we it. love your products. We have socks, underwear, slippers. Courtney has a onesie. I do have a onesie. We love your products. <laughs> so now on into number twenty. So you want to go through twenty five through twenty one? Just a quick recap. Yeah, sure. So twenty five year without a Santa Claus. I disagreed. 24, Star Wars, Lego, Holiday Special. 23, Rudolph. I feel like it should have gone lower. 22, Jack Frost. I liked it. Alex thought it was kind of sad. 21, Frosty the Snowman. Meh. I feel like it should have gone lower. Now number 20. Number 20. Home Alone 2 at an average. It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. I just feel like it's the first one again, kind of, in New York this time. Well, I just, like, this family, right? It's like, 
you leave this one kid at home on accident, and then you do it again, but you mess up <laughs> even more, and this kid goes to New York while you guys go to, like, they go to some tropical place. Yeah. I think it's Florida. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it, it is weird. It's fine. You'd probably watch it if you've watched the first one, like a back-to-back -back double feature every year. But it's not as good as the first one. It's just, you know, let's do it again. Yeah, I mean, I do like, you know, you get the, the bandits back again. Mm -hmm. They're great. Instead of the wet bandits this year, they're the sticky bandits. More hijinks ensue. He runs up the credit card. You got some good actors, mm -hmm. you know, but you, it's basically the same thing. Next on the list at number 19 is The Spirit of Christmas. It's a Lifetime movie? It, I think it's Lifetime original movie. Mm -hmm. It's basically a Hallmark movie. Yeah. You know, it's got the same feel. Yeah. Uh, it's this guy. He was like a... He was a bootlegger during World War I times. Was it World War One? Yeah, it's around that time. It's like the 19-teens. 1920s. Yeah, somewhere around it's there. It's around that era, yeah. It could have been earlier. He is coming back from canada yeah at christmas time to see his his love and he gets murdered yeah and he's been living in the house that he lived in forever since then and this woman comes and she works for a place that's gonna buy the the hotel as it is now yeah and basically demolish it and love with a ghost yeah and who, he... who becomes corporeal for christmas yeah I thought it was going to be super mushy and I was going to hate it, but I thought it was enjoyable. I'm, I let Courtney pick one Lifetime film to watch a year, and this Hallmark is it. or Lifetime. Yeah. No, we, we watch this one every year. We've watched it every year yeah. so far. Yeah, that's, that's really your one like pick. It. I might, I might watch a, a few more. Yeah, um, but uh, I, thought, I thought it was going to be a, a little more lovey-dovey, mushy type of stuff as it is but i liked it no usually usually the christmas movies aren't like lovey-dovey yeah. they're like hijinks yeah and stuff bring people together yeah i feel i feel like the the plot is the proposal with sandra bullock and ryan reynolds but a little worse and that's the plot of most of these films no usually it's like either it's like these people broke up yeah. and they're gonna get back together because christmas mm -hmm. or it's like a dad who is single and maybe his kid wants to help hook him up for Christmas mm. or there there's pet ones there it's all over the board I love Hallmark movies they're very similar but slightly different yeah and that's enough for me <laughs> I, appro I approve this one so if you're gonna throw one on your list just the spirit of Christmas is pretty good I gave it an average there was a Netflix one that was done in Australia. It was like Australian Christmas <laughs> thing. I think it was Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's the middle of summer for them, but yeah. Which seems weird. I think it was Christmas. It's hard to remember. Yeah. Is it weird that in Australia, Christmas is the middle of summer? I mean, no. It's just weird to us. I yeah. guess I guess because all of the... Well, I guess in the Southern Hemisphere, all the summer, Southern Hemisphere is in the summer. Yeah, I, I assume like in, in the West here mm -hmm. where we are northern his hemisphere as well there's all the like oh yeah i have the white christmas yeah. and all that stuff and i assume in australia they have their own branding yeah. of like, like if you ain't surfing on christmas what are you doing that's the idea it, it's like uh 
I think I think in in Japan, like a big Christmas thing to have is like KFC. Yeah. For some strange th- reason. You know what? We were talking about lunch earlier. I'm thinking let's get a box of uh, KFC. No. 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 So next movie, uh, 18 is the Polo Express. It holds up. I hadn't seen this movie since second grade because back in primary school we would like line our chairs up like a train and drink hot cocoa and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this movie cannot look good now. You know, no, it, it, looks fine. it was the most expensive animated film ever made. And I think that money was well spent because turning it on, I'm like, this looks amazing. There's some uncanny valley stuff. Yeah, no, yes, the character models do look uncanny valley. But I'm like, this would be a top tier video game cutscene these days. This looks good. The hot chocolate thing, people love that. Yeah. I remember back in elementary school going on like one of the the trains and they're like oh it's the polar express mm-hmm. and then you get the little bell yeah and you have some hot chocolate you ride the train for a bit yeah. it's a time i think it's a good movie it looks great still the story's good i felt it was a little meandering i think a lot of these movies are that it's kind of hard to stretch these out into feature-length films because it's based off a children's book yes it's it's interesting though because like we live in a town where they have a train that does the Polar Express mm-hmm. thing, and we don't really see it that much. But back in my hometown, there was a town near us that did the Polar Express thing, and you would go there around Christmas time, and people would just be walking around in their pajamas because yeah. they're like, oh, we're about to get on the Polar Express, and like adults, and then like a baby. And I'm like, the baby doesn't understand. No, listen, when we have a baby, I'm going to use that as a way to do childish things again even though they're not i want to do the pajama thing i have to take care of the baby while you do the childish Uh, thing me and the kid dressed in matching pajamas both hot cocoa me in a mug them in us a bottle and we're just hanging out no yes i'm gonna give this six month old hot cocoa in a bottle and we're just gonna hang out it's milk based anyways that's a different milk (laughs) so anyways 18 I think it's a yearly thing. I just think it's stretched out a bit. It's great. I do remember one year in high school, they were like, oh, well, what Christmas movie do you want to watch? We were all in the auditorium. And one girl said The Polar Express. Uh-huh. And, and the principal was like, no. <laughs> and, and that was the end of it. <laughs> Next up on this list at number 17, I put Jingle All the Way. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's an entertaining actor. Yeah. This movie is kind of all over the place tonally. It's weird. And it's just, yeah, I think the the appeal of it is seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like the premise, but it gets lost in the weeds sometimes because you have to have almost be an action star still, you know? Yeah. I th- You know, it's good. You know, he's trying to get a present for his kid. Yeah. Have you ever seen Kindergarten Cop? Yeah. I love that movie. Mm, wait. Oh, I think I'm thinking about the pacifier with Vin Diesel instead. No, no, I haven't seen Kindergarten. With Arnold. No, I've seen the one with Vin Diesel. Okay, well, that's... Oh, no, I'm also thinking of Daddy Daycare with uh, Eddie Murphy. I've seen that one too. Okay, not not the same. No. Anyway, okay. Kindergarten Cop. You got Arnold. He's a cop. He's trying to like catch this like big drug guy. Mm-hmm. Finds this drug guy's old wife who's been in hiding with her kid, and basically just trying to protect them. Yeah. But he gets, like, he's basically becomes the substitute teacher for Mm. this class of kindergartners. Yeah. It's real fun. And hijinks ensue, and he falls in love with the the mom of the kid. Yeah, so so Jing All the Way, dumb action film with Arnold. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. 
Next up, number 16th, Miracle on 34th Street. This one, we, we were planning on watching the 1994 version, but we had to rent it and we had the original one. Yeah, the black and white. Yeah, so we decided just to watch that one instead. And Courtney, what do you think about this film? I mean, it's a little slow. Yeah, yeah, uh, I felt it's, that. It's old. Yeah, these old, these older movies, even from like the eighties, it's black a little, and white. Yeah, old and dated. They put Santa Claus on trial because they're like he's mentally incompetent. It's a very unique premise. It, it's basically like Santa goes down to like New York, um, gets into the Macy's parade. He becomes Santa at Macy's. The kids love him. The adults think he's senile. They're like, oh, he's harmless though. And then they put him in, a, like, a, a, a home. And, uh, basically, there's this one guy who's a lawyer. And he's like, well, how do you know he's not Santa? And so, basically, there's, like, a whole court trial of, like, well, Santa's real. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, the way he wins the case is that the United States Postal Service got a bunch of letters from Santa. And they delivered them to the, the guy in the jail or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is a government agency saying that this man is Santa, so <laughs> he's Santa, you can't say anything. And then yeah. and, and then it, it turns out he actually is Santa. Yeah, it's a weird movie to show your kids, though. I feel like the whole premise of Santa being locked up on trial. Well, it, it's just like, it's because, you know, you get the thing of like, well, adults don't believe in yeah. Santa. And so it's kind of showing kids like, well, adults are dumb. Don't yeah. listen to them. Santa's real. Yeah. I just think its age shows. It's a bit slow. Well, I mean, it's a black and white movie. Yeah. If we could have watched the, the other one, yeah. it would have... Well, maybe next year we'll, we'll rent that one instead of settling. Okay. But it's average. I put it at 16th. Next, 15th, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. We're getting into the entertaining, excellent ones. This is the first entertaining one. Mm-hmm. This is the first one. We didn't watch Twice Upon a Christmas. but No. Once upon... Well, it, the Twice Upon a Christmas looked weird. Yeah. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, it's three short stories, I guess, about 20, yeah. 30 minutes each. Yeah. Which one was your favorite? Because they have Donald, Goofy, and Mickey each have a story. Which one did you like the most? I like the Mickey one the most. It's basically, it's a tale that I've heard before. Yeah, it's, it's based off a story. It's based off a story. I can't remember what it's called at the moment. But the original story is like, a woman has beautiful hair... And the guy has, like, a really nice watch. Mm-hmm. And the woman sells all of her hair to get a gold chain for the guy's watch. And the guy sells his watch to get a, a beautiful comb for the woman's hair. Mm. And it's, like, the joy of giving is more important than the joy of receiving yeah. sort of thing. Well, I think as, as people age and get older, I think that becomes true for them anyways. Yeah, and... and it's sort of also a thing of, like, even though... It, it's sort of one of those things where it's it's the thought that counts. Yeah. You know, like, even though he doesn't have the watch anymore... He can't use this chain. He can't use the chain. She gave up something that was really important to mm-hmm. her for him. Yeah. And he gave up something that was really important to him for her. I think I like the goofy one the most. But the Santa? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one the most. I feel like it was a little meandering because there was that whole part about the like the Christmas letter, and then yeah, I mean the yeah, but they all like twenty thirty minutes, so it it, it kind of gets in and out if you take them uh, separately than as a whole. Pete's in two of them. Yeah, Pete is in two of them. I 
I don't know. I think it goes like the the Mickey one and then the uh the ducks. Really? Because I like I didn't like the Donald Duck one that much because I'm like I get it. It's the Groundhog Day scenario. This is a 25 minute long thing. We are resetting this day too many times. You know, we're I doing the same things over and over. It 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 takes a little while to for them to start doing different stuff. You know? It went, yeah, I feel like it. I would immediately do different stuff. Yeah. They, like, take forever. Yeah, like, they their, live out the same day two or three times. Their first initial thing is, let me be worse. Well, yeah. Like, like if we're going to change things, we'll make it worse. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, but that's how it is, you know, with, like, the Groundhog Day situation, yeah. with that situation. These aren't, like, super nice people getting into these situations. Yeah. These are, like kind of not great people getting into yeah. these situations. And you have to you have to learn to be a better person or something i guess is yeah it's the moral of all these tales but yeah I, I like the goofy one the most i like the father-son dynamic i suppose mm-hmm. uh, i liked mickey's once upon a christmas definitely something we watch every year i think maybe we'll try it twice upon a christmas next year i gave it an entertaining 15 oh uh, no 14 charlie brown's christmas i gave it an entertaining it was another one of these short ones in and out i really like all the charlie brown specials yeah the Christmas one, the the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, it's the Thanksgiving the one. The Thanksgiving too. one. There's a ton of. Yeah, I feel like the only the only problem I had with this one was that it has like this anti commercialism. Yeah. Statement. Essentially, yes. Which I'm like that cool and all, you know. Christmas is too commercial. I get it, but you're a product that you're selling to people with, and people are gonna buy it, and you know people are gonna buy it because it's Christmas themed, right? Like it's but you like, could watch it for free. Yeah, but that's a- Apple TV decided to do that. This movie was made 60 years ago. Yeah, but 60 years ago, it's not like they were giving it away for free, but you could watch it on TV. Yeah, that I, did, I, I, just, I just find it weird. It's, and it's, it's not like we couldn't find it anywhere to buy it. Yeah. And it's just like a, a comic on in the newspaper you yeah know? i mean i mean that that's just a little a little nitpick i still think it's a fun movie you can watch each year at christmas i put it at 14 okay fine next up the family man with nicholas cage nick cage and uh what uh what's what's his name i forget his name oh 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 uh don Cheadle. yeah i thought you were asking the wife's name i don't know her name i don't know her no name. i thought it was an excellent movie it's so good. Nick Cage is great in it. This is back when he was Oscar-winning Nick Cage from Leaving Las Vegas and all that. He's still a good actor. And I thought the movie was good. I liked the plot it's of my it. my sister's favorite Nick Cage movie. She hasn't seen Leaving Las Vegas, though. I, I, I think she's forgetting National Treasure. I think she's forgetting Gone in 60 Seconds. That's I don't a, know if we've seen that. That's a great movie. He's a car thief. I don't know if we've Angelina seen that. Angelina Jolie's in it. It has, like, a huge cast of, of good actors. I don't know if we've seen yeah. that. The Family Man, I thought, was an excellent movie. I really like the premise and the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's one of these that's like Home Alone or Die Hard, though. It's Christmas because it's set in Christmas well, no. time. No, it's not Christmas because it's set in Christmas time. It's Christmas because he's learning the importance of family, and then it goes back to Christmas. I, when I mean Christmas, though, there's no Santa, elves, reindeer. There's no... There's no Santa elves or reindeer in the spirit of Christmas. There's no Santa elves or reindeer in uh, Home Alone. Yeah, but you, you, you'll you find that I rated all of those movies a little lower than they would go if they were there more Christmas There is no themed. Santa elves or reindeer in Muppets A Christmas Carol. 
I feel I feel like the fam the Family Man's a great movie. You should watch it. You can watch it any time of year. I don't know if it's necessarily a Christmas film. It's a Christmas film. If it if it was more had more Christmas iconography in it, I feel like it would go higher. I highly recommend it. I, I highly recommend it too. Twelve Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yes. I feel like this movie is low on the list for a couple reasons. Yeah, you One, can't watch it with the you kids. You can't show it to kids. You can't show it with the kids. Two, there is a better version of Christmas Kale on this list. Yes. So I think I think those two things hurt it the most. Though I really I found it enjoyable. Bill Murray's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. The movie's fun. Yep. But I think I think for the reasons that you can't watch it with kids and there's a better version of this story on this list as well. It's why it went down the list for me. That's fair. Yeah. Number eleven. National Lampoon's Christmas. I feel like this movie would have went lower on my list if the last 20 minutes weren't so ridiculous. Yeah. The first part of the movie, I was like, man, this is slow and meandering and it's not that funny. I feel like the humor of 40 years ago is not translating that much today. That's fair. I love the National Lampoon movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Van Van Wilder. Party Liaison, I think's the name of it. I, I like it. I, I'm pretty sure it's a bad movie, but I like it. I mean, this one also is a little hard to show your kids. Like, no, I wouldn't show this. Parts... I wouldn't show this to a young child. No, no, not to a young child. Maybe once they get to a certain age. Yeah, but I, I didn't find it that that funny or that entertaining. I thought it was meandering until like the last third of it. Mm-hmm. Things really get out of hand, and that's when it gets fun enough to be entertaining. And eleventh on this list. Yeah. Number ten. And I feel like the next three are going to be controversial. This is real weird. This but is real but weird. I, I think, I think uh, you might agree with me by the end of this. I don't know about that. Number 10 is the Santa Claus 1. Yes. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a little too much family drama, especially when they drag him into court to take his kid away from him, to be, an en- to be like a very enjoyable Christmas movie. We need to lose some of this family drama. But I, it's a classic. Yes. Anything you want to say about it? I don't know. I like Bernard. Yeah? I like Bernard? I like Bernard. Number nine. I like the, the tinsel thing when when the, when he's in the in the prison and the, the elves come and they've got the tinsel and they break him out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then like one of the other prisoners is like, hey, can I have some of that tinsel? <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of, that's what I'm saying. Like, throw him in prison. Like, he kidnaps his kid. It, it, it's it's a little bit too much family drama for me. Number nine is the Santa Claus 2. I thought this was much better. Okay. But I, I felt like the premise was like, wow, we need a, we should make another one. And it took eight years to make this Listen, one. Listen, your entire, like, the internet agrees with you. It's all over the place. Yeah. The Santa Claus 2 is all over the place, but I like the love. No, I think I you like should. I love. think you should definitely, cause, cause you made the point that they show Santa Claus one and Santa Claus three on TV. Yes, it it doesn't matter. They go, they go. All right, here's Santa Claus one. All right, here's Santa Claus three. They don't explain how he gets a yeah. wife. I don't. I mean, I mean, I guess it's fine. It's whatever. You just assume he got Mrs. Claus at some point. But the, I, I, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, the second movie's all over the place. The but... second movie's weird because it's like. Well, what Santa needs a wife. Yeah, they make a toy Santa that takes over and is basically like a dictator. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't get that plot point at all. Why could he could have just left Bernard in charge? You know, I, it's it's real weird. Yeah, it's real. Weird. It's all over the place, but I think it's more entertaining. I love Bernard. There's less. There's like no family drama now, pretty much. You know, there's not. There's not, not a lot of family. Santa's not going there, to child custody court and all that. No, but like. 
Charlie is is on the naughty list. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and I don't like that too is, much either. Is like graffitiing stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's doing it in the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Like he's doing Christmas graffiti. Yeah. He's like, man, they hate Christmas. Let me graffiti a tree. But yeah, it is it is all over the place. But I think it's a funner. And watch. then like Comet is like super obese. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, can't take Comet <laughs> back. Let's get the Tooth Fairy. So number eight, and and Santa Claus one and two are entertaining. Number eight is Santa Claus three, and it's also an entertaining. And I'll tell you what, Santa Claus three might be the lowest rated of these on Rotten Tomatoes. It is. It is the lowest rated. But I think it's the most entertaining. It's the most fun Santa Claus movie to watch. It's really fun. Martin Short is amazing. And I think it helps because it's the first movie we have a actual bad guy. And Martin Short's such a great villain. Yes. And it's... Well, I, Jack Frost is the villain. Yeah. Martin Short is a, a delight yeah. of a human being. The, the movie's very fun to watch. And I think, like... Uh, I mean, you have to watch all three. Yes. Every year. Yes. But I like the third one the most. The third one's really good. Yeah. If you had to just rate Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3, how would you? where would you put them? Rank them? I don't know. I really like 2. Yeah? And I like 1. I like them all. I'm not good at this ranking yeah. thing. Okay, so you're going to have to agree with me that 3 Listen, is the best. 3 has that weird thing of like the... Well, I forget the girl's name. What's the little girl's name? The little girl, she like he's like, oh, you have the warmest hugs, and then apparently she does actually have. The oh yeah, she unthaws Jack Frost. She like defrosts yeah. Jack Frost. Yeah, like that's kind of dumb. Yeah, you you the problem you had with the first one is you're like, well, they make Scott Calvin seem to be like a bad father, but he doesn't seem like a bad father. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is something. They're like, oh well, he's a bad dad because he. Well, I mean, he, there's some hints yeah. they, of they, like, well, he he didn't show up to pick Charlie up at the right time, and Charlie's like, I don't want to be with Dad. Yeah. And then like, he burns the turkey, so they have to go to Denny's or something. Yeah, I mean, they they say he's a bad dad, but all I see is a, a single father trying his best to connect to his son. That's what I see in the beginning then, of this movie. But then you see you see Santa Claus three, and they're like, oh, well, this is what would happen if he never got to be Santa Claus, and he just doesn't interact with his family ever and is working on Christmas. And like, it seemed like he enjoyed Christmas and he wanted to keep the spirit of Christmas alive in his kid. Yeah. So it's it's just like. I feel like three really sends it home of like, yeah, he's so corporate. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. So number seven mm-hmm. is The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Yes. Uh, this is entertaining. I feel like this is one you have to watch every year. I think that my problem with this movie is that there's not enough Jim Carrey. He's kind of restrained a bit and it's probably because of the makeup and all that. But I want him. I want more Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey wackiness. Well, I mean, they but you still, don't really get that. They still like, hey, Jim Carrey, do this thing, have fun. You know, that's what that's what people do with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. They're like, Jim Carrey, go in a room and do stuff. You know, like in uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. They they like the there's outros where he's just like in a kitchen and he's just doing random stuff with a bunch of different things, and it's like, yeah. do that, Jim Carrey. <laughs> And they did that with certain scenes, like the one where the... He, like, rips the shirt and all that. Well, well the the part... I don't, I don't know if the ripping the shirt mm. thing. I'm sure that's part of it. Mm. But the part where he, like, he gets 
Uh, he's supposed to pull the tablecloth off the table. Yeah. And everything was supposed to fall down. But he pulls it off and everything stays up. And he goes back and knocks it all down. And that's the take they kept, you know? I, I, I love yeah. I, I mean, love I like it more than the cartoon yeah. version. I mean, it's seventh on my list of 25. I want more Jim Carrey wackiness. And they don't sing the songs. They sing some of the songs? I don't know. I like I like the songs from The Grinch a lot. And I feel like they're underplayed in the, in the No, they sang the, the mean one, Mr. Grinch. They sang... The thaw, the thaw, the thaw, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, I just felt they weren't, they weren't up front enough. Uh, it's still number seven. Number six is The Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it's an excellent film. And we And we discussed this on our Halloween episode as well. And on there, I took off points because it's uh, too Christmassy to be a Halloween movie. Uh-huh. Now it's losing points because it's a bit too Halloween to be the best Christmas movie. It's an excellent film. You have to watch it for both holidays, I feel like. I don't know. I think it's more of a Christmas movie than it is a Halloween No, it movie. is more of a Christmas movie, but it's it's weird, you know? It's not super Christmassy. It, you know, it's a little dark and I mean, gothic. Th- they were geniuses. Yeah. Geniuses for this idea of, like, it's a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's more of a Christmas movie yeah, than a Halloween yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an excellent film, but it's six on the list because I feel like the next five films are... A little more upbeat. I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas is the last Halloween movie you watch. Yeah. So that you can start gearing up for Christmas. Yeah, sure. Number five. I picked Home Alone. The original. It's an excellent film. It's great. I feel like it's still one of these that happen around Christmas. It doesn't have all the Christmas iconography to make it like super Christmassy, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Santa and Rudolph and stuff don't show up. But it's such a great movie. It's one of the all-time classics. Yes. It's so it's so fun. You got Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, it's and, it's an excellent movie, and I think I think the greatness of the film kind of boosts it past the fact that it's not really super Christmassy. I mean, there are some parts like you know, he goes to buy a toothbrush, or he talks to the old man who he thinks is like killing children, but the old man is just old and alone and sad on Christmas. And then you've got, like, the the mom traveling cross-country. Not the dad. The mom traveling across country, getting into random cars with people who happen to be polka bands. I've, it's, it's odd. Yeah. But it's still a good movie. Yeah. At number four, Elf with Will Ferrell. My sister would disagree with you. She does not like this movie. Will Ferrell is hilarious. I feel like Will Ferrell shines through more in this role than Jim Carrey did with The Grinch. Uh-huh. And I feel like that helps it out a lot. And it is littered with Christmas iconography because he's an elf from the North Pole. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I found a thing where it's like they just put Will Ferrell in the elf costume yeah. and the parts where he's just in New York in the elf costume is just that. It's Will Ferrell in and out of costume, interacting with actual people in New York. Like, the guy he comes up to and he's like, Oh, it's Santa! Mm-hmm. And he's in a red, like, jogging suit. That guy was not planned. <laughs> that whole interaction was not planned. They were just like, go have fun. Yeah, so this movie is hilarious. It's also kind of heartwarming. There's a love interest with uh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. 
And they sing Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, it's. I love this movie. I love Will Ferrell. One of my favorite movies of all time is Talladega Nights. Will Ferrell's amazing. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Talladega Nights? No. Oh. You know this. Oh. <laughs> Next on the list at number three is Christmas Story. This is the first time I've ever seen this a movie. A Christmas Story. A, yeah, A Christmas Story. It's the first time I've ever seen this movie. Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. It was great. It's a great movie. It's it's one of those. It's from eighty three, but somehow the humor in it works. Well, it's it's supposed to be. It's like set like the setting of the movie is like the mid forties. Yeah, the mid forties, and it's this man telling the story of his his this Childhood. one Christmas yeah. in his youth when he all he wanted was the Red Rider BB gun with the compass in the stock and a thing that tells time. Which which I had a Red Rider BB gun. I got it when I was like four for Christmas. And I felt like it's just because maybe my dad saw this when he was a kid and they didn't have enough money to get him that and he wanted it. So I got that as a, as a child for a Christmas gift. And the, the mantra of this movie is you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And the thing that he does in this film at the end where he's shooting the BB gun and it like hits something metal and bounces back at him. I have shot myself. I shot myself many times as a kid by shooting at it like a ball made of metal, and it bounces back and like hits you in the shins or something. I've had that happen. So yeah. be careful out there. But this movie was entertaining all the way through. It was funny. It was. It was great. I love this movie. I feel like you're not going to show it to a little kid. No. But it because the the leg, the sexy leg. <laughs> but I, I liked it a lot. Maybe show uh, maybe ten twelve. You show it to them; they're probably fine with that. It was funny because one of our neighbors had the lamp really in the window, and I pointed it out to you. I think it was like a couple years ago, mm. and you were like, "I don't know." Yeah, uh, and I'm like, "That's the lamp from a Christmas story," yeah. and you're like, "Um, okay." And yeah. I'm like, so we're, we're watching this every year. I really liked it. I, w- I would recommend y'all see it if you haven't. It holds up. It's so good. Yeah. Number two, Grinch. The original cartoon. And I think this movie has a lot going for it. First, it is a classic story. The problem I have with The Grinch, the original one, is they're... So they're singing the songs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. They're singing that song, right? They literally stop singing the song and something else happens. And then they start singing the song (laughs) again. They do that two times yeah. with this well, song. Well, I mean, I mean it, it, they stop to show the Grinch doing mean things, though. No, but it's it's, it's either... It, they'll stop, mm-hmm. they'll do some reading from the book, yeah. and then they'll continue the song. Yeah, that, that that's paced weirdly. But I feel like the movie is based on the classic story, right? Everyone knows how the Grinch stole Christmas, right? Uh-huh. Classic story. The songs are all awesome, and they're front and center in this version. The movie is 25 minutes long at the most. It is in and out. It's, it's it's a great story. It's short, sweet. The songs are awesome. I love it. I think you definitely have nostalgia glasses on for this. And usually I would agree, mm-hmm. you know, because I also... Like, I've watched that movie tons yeah. of times. But it was just kind of like... It was a little annoying to me this year. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe because I knew that we were going to watch the Jim Carrey one later. And I love that one a lot yeah. more. I mean... I had a friend in high school who hated that movie. Yeah. But, you know, we watched it on Netflix. Jim Carrey's? Yeah. Yeah. And they took out scenes. I feel like maybe Netflix's is like the original theatrical cut and you watched a director's cut. No. Because, I mean, like, we just had the DVD. I don't think it was a director's cut DVD. Plus, I've seen on TV 
they add more scenes when they show the movie on TV. Yeah, for they don't take out scenes. Yeah, for runtime or something. I don't know. I f- I don't think because the, al- the scenes. I've also you- noticed that they do this with the Harry Potter movies when they show them on TV. Yeah. is they add scenes, and I'm like, where is this scene when I'm watching it at home on my VHS or my DVD or yeah. whatever? It's confusing. It has to do something with runtime because the scenes you described. There's no reason they would cut them out. There, there's no like there. It's not like they were playing a copywritten song, which they have. They I think they do a little bit because they'll like they'll they did the Christmas is going to the dogs. Yeah. But why wouldn't they just like the, clearly they had to buy the song to put it in the yeah. movie. It was just weird. It was a weird aspect. Yeah, I don't understand. Grinch why? original number two, excellent film. I would have put it lower. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> and now at number one. My favorite Christmas movie, which is a movie Courtney showed me last year. I'd never seen this before. Did I show it to you last year or the year before? Recently. I I, I saw this as an adult when Courtney showed it to me, either last year or the year before. Is Muppets a Christmas Carol? Yes. It is. It's so fun. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. The songs are great. The Muppets are lovable. It's based off of A Christmas Carol, which is probably the most classic christmas story of all time there's barely any actual people in it it's mostly muppets but like scrooge is an actual person it's michael kane yeah yeah oh so good my favorite my, i love the uh oh what i forget the song that it's in but the when the mice sing their part there's no cheese no cheeses for us mice. yeah it's so good it's so good muppets are christmas because my favorite christmas i think movie. it's like here comes mr humbug here comes mr grinch yeah, they're, they're they're talking about like here's Scrooge. Yeah, I I love the I love Muppets at Christmas Carol. It's so great. Yeah, which one of these would you say is your favorite? Probably either Muppets at Christmas Carol or the original Home Alone. Really? Yeah, those are just the classics to me. Yeah. And your least favorite? My least favorite might have been Rudolph. You're gonna put Rudolph least favorite? I thought you'd put Star Wars least favorite. Star Wars was it. At least it wasn't, like, sexist. Yeah, you have to watch part one of our Christmas special like, to you get have our, to, our you, takes on Rudolph. You have to, like, watch the the Star Wars movies, obviously, to appreciate it. But it, I mean, it was kind of meh. But, like, Rudolph, I was just sitting there, like, just, you, you know, come on. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's see here. I'm just going to read this real quick and go through which ones I would, I would, uh, watch next year which ones you have to keep in rotation right we have to watch a year without a sin sure not the holiday special not yeah. the star wars not one. not rudolph not rudolph not jack frost no not frosty no i think we have to watch home alone too just because you have to watch one and two together yes spirit of christmas sure. obviously pole express sure uh not jingle all the way i don't think no uh miracle on 34th street will watch the latest the 1994 one next year sure uh, Mickey's Once Upon Christmas. Yeah, probably Charlie twice Brown. Upon Christmas as well. Yeah, Charlie Brown. Sure. Uh, maybe not The Family Man. <sighs> I, don't, I wouldn't watch it as a Christmas movie every year, but I'd watch it again, you know? Mm. Not Scrooged. No, because we already have <sighs> Christmas Carol. I guess maybe National Lampoon's Christmas. It mm. was it was fine. Uh, all Three Santa Claus, Grinch, Nightmare Before Christmas, Home Alone, Elf, Christmas Story, Grinch Original, and Muppets. So... so- there's some more like stop motiony ones yeah. that we could throw in. I mean, we have two. We have two different discs that are packed with well, old like, Christmas movies. Christmas in July. Yeah. Maybe not. Mm. But there's like a Jack Frost 
stop motion one where it includes like groundhog day yeah. as, as well in there maybe um that one's good so maybe that one we could also do some more of like the hallmark ones or the lifetime maybe i'll ones. let you I'm, maybe next year i'll let you throw addition an additional one in there because i mean if we're ta- we're taking out like five or six seven of these right yeah so i mean i feel like there's enough out there to keep 25 and, and uh, you know they there's plenty of newer yeah coming Christmas out movies maybe we'll watch the the new grinch that came out sure we'll watch three grinches in one year yeah and maybe you know as this podcast keeps going one of these christmas specials will have finally nailed down the perfect 25 films to watch yeah well i mean I feel like when we do this again next year, yeah. we should only comment on the ones that we watched new. Yeah, that we added. That we added, and then, like, maybe figure out where they yeah. hold up. Yeah. So that's our Christmas special for this year. Thanks for watching, guys. And now we're going to get on into the closing thoughts. We're going to start with Kita's Corner. What does Kita want us to know this week? Kita would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets. To adopt from a shelter, maybe don't adopt or get an animal just for Christmas and then just throw it out in the cold. That's not very nice. Don't do that. Kita demands to have more Christmas presents. How many does she have in her stocking? Because we gave her a she has t- three. We gave her a toy already. Yes. That is automated and it like moves this thing underneath the covering. And she has to attack it, right? She and, loves it. Yeah, she loves that. And we gave her a new cat tree. Which she loves as well. She's currently asleep in it. In the up, up, up. Yeah, and in the stocking she has a Yeti stuffed animal toy. Yes, uh, she uh, has a squirrel. Yes, a squirrel toy. And she has a, like a special wet like top tier wet food. It has like a scallop on it. And it, it, it looks it looks good. It looks good. You would eat it? I would not. No, I'm just <laughs> saying like if, if you're ranking like cat wet food, this looks like some primo cat wet well food. we gotta get her some 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 treats perhaps yeah we might need to go we, we got her some hairball treats and she hates yeah. them that that is true they were the only they were the best looking ones at the pet store where we went so yeah that's upsetting and now let's get on to the interesting fact uh i have two i have the five most streamed christmas fields that were on our list and i'm gonna i'm gonna do that one and you can do the other and one. and then i have the five most streamed christmas songs and both of these are for this year yes this is as of the Christmas song article came out Thursday, so this is like pretty up to date. And the Christmas movies came out, I think, last week was okay. when that data was collected. So the most streamed Christmas films on our list. So number one is Elf. Mm-hmm. Number two, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number three, Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Number four, Home Alone. And number five, Scrooged. I think something about this list to keep in mind is that some of these movies we had to watch on disc. Mm-hmm. Like like the Grinch, like Rudolph Frosty, yeah. Uh, some of these you can't stream, so keep that in mind. Or like, you know, you can watch them on TV. Yeah, this is this is streamed. Yeah. Uh, how do you think? What do you think about that list? That seemed about fair. It's interesting that Scrooge is that, on there. That's the one that I thought was interesting. I was like, wow, Scrooge made it on here. I mean, like, sure, they play it every year when I'm uh, on TV. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, it's it's kind of like a. Not for children. Yeah. But, I mean, people movie. love Bill Murray. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I love Bill Murray. What was the name of that documentary on 
Was it on Netflix? I think it was on Netflix. It's about Bill Murray. It's just weird stories about Bill Murray popping up people's lives. Yeah. That... It, it was just like, just random stuff he does yeah. to just make people's lives a little bit better. You know, like stealing someone's fry and going, no one will ever believe you. Yeah. Or showing up at a party and doing the dishes. Yeah. So I, you guys should Google around. It's a documentary. I think it's on Netflix. It came out this year, last year. It's, it's pretty recent. It was really good. But people love Bill Murray, so... I can see why Scrooge is on there. Yeah, that's true. So, the top five most streamed Christmas songs. And uh, these are by a single artist. So, if it's like a song that's been covered a lot, it's not all of them combined. It's just a single version of that song. Well, you didn't I did say not, which one is Nope, which. I did not write down the artist. So, you guys are going to have to look this up yourself if you want to know the artist. Cool. Number one is All I Want for Christmas. This one's clearly by that's Mariah great. Carey. That's a good one. Fantastic. Number two is Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, which is my favorite also Christmas great. song. Also yep. Number three, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Most wonderful yeah. time. Okay. Number four is Last Christmas, which is a wham song. Yep. Yeah. Good one. And number five, number five is Jingle Bell Rock. That one's good. So, I mean, this this is a pretty good list. I forgot of one of my favorites, which is uh, Carol of the Bells. I like that. And I also like Sleigh Ride. I like Sleigh Ride. What's, what's Carol of the Bells? And Carol of the Bells is basically just like, it's like, dun, dun. It's it's basically uh, I played I was in band hmm. in in high school middle school elementary school and we played that one every year and we played sleigh ride every year yeah so th- that's why those are important to me yeah I mean those are all good songs I love Christmas songs we have a playlist uh, it's the Apple curated one but that, that there's we need like, to put some more on there yeah and take some off there were some weird ones yeah and there's some covers that are new that I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. So, so, but I mean, this you could probably get a, a banger of a playlist with like 40 Christmas songs. We it's, need to get one started. We already have like our wedding playlist that yeah. we're, we're g- getting together, which if we do have our wedding around in like December, uh, we'll, we'll, we might. We'll need a Christmas song. We might need a Christmas song. Yeah. So that's it for our Christmas special. I hope you all enjoyed both parts of it. Next episode, I think if everything works out correctly, it's going to be our Wonder Woman 1984 review and DCEU discussion episode. Yeah, and uh, I already have uh, another episode in the works. Yeah, it's going to be a Pokemon-themed episode. So I I think how the show is going to go for the next couple weeks is going to be the Wonder Woman 1984 DCEU discussion. Yep. Mandalorian Season 2 review. Yep. And then the Pokemon episode. Yep. So we have we have a, a pretty good list of content coming out for the next few weeks. Hope you guys listen to all of those. And if you, you know, like Pokemon cards, check out the Instagram or pictures of Kita. Yeah, check out the Instagram. Check us out on Twitter for updates on the show and when things go live. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We really enjoyed doing it. Can't wait for next year where we get some new movies in the running. Yeah, it'll be interesting. What's, uh, what's the next holiday we could do an episode on? Because we're not going to do New Year's. Maybe Valentine's Day? I don't know if Valentine's Day has enough to really talk about, honestly. I mean, there's that movie called Valentine's Day. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I don't um, I don't know what the next one's going to be. I mean, Easter, that we do some stuff for that, but Easter's really sort of like a religious yeah. thing. And St. Patty's Day really doesn't have much. No. Fourth of July is just American. It's not really much going on there. 
So I mean, maybe this is the end for President's Day. President's Day. I think a holiday special is going to be Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas each year. I can't think of another good holiday to do a special. No, maybe not like, I don't know about Thanksgiving again, because we didn't really have a ton to talk about. Yeah, true, true. It was just like, what do you eat? Where do you go? <laughs> but like, Halloween and Christmas, and Christmas those, are, those were pretty good. So thank you guys for listening to this, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.